Welcome to Growing Up Punk, discovered for January of 2024, kicking off the year with a bunch of new music. However, that one wasn't new. I'll get into that in a moment. Real quick, go follow us on uh, social media, Instagram, Twitter, stuff like that, at Growing Punk Pod. Uh, tell your friends about the show. We're going to recap a bunch of new music that came out this past month. Uh, and so if you just want to get down to the nitty gritty, you can go find the, uh, the playlist in our show notes. So wherever you're listening to this, go click on the show notes, go give it a listen. We've got a whole playlist, a bunch of songs coming up for you. And uh, also a little bit later, going to be joined by Jimmy from the band Scooped Up. Also got some other friends that'll be stopping by along the way to talk about their new music. Uh, but that band that we just heard is a band called One of These Days. That song is called Another Beautiful Day. And as I mentioned, not, not like a new song in the slightest. That song came out back in, I want to say it was released in 2001 or 2002, something like that. Um, so it went a little old. But the whole reason I did is because uh, I had been listening to that band a fair bit recently. was thinking of them going, man, I wish their stuff was on streaming. And then lo and behold, it is now on streaming. I don't know when it actually went up, but I, I, I came across it this past month. So I've been listening to it a bunch. Of course, one of these days was a melodic hardcore band from Winnipeg. And uh, if you if you haven't heard of them before, go check out the EP that that came off of, self-titled, One of These Days. Um, you won't regret it in the slightest. They had another EP that came out as well. It's not on streaming services, but hey, what can you do? You take what you can get, right? Um, yeah, let's get into some new music, shall we? This first one is from a band called Cosmic Joke. And uh, I for sure read this band name as Cosmic Jake when I first saw it and thought it sounded like it could have been a title character on like a Nickelodeon show or something like that. Um, but anyways, they, they don't sound like a band that would have been from a Nickelodeon show. That's for sure. Uh, this is the opening track off of their self-titled record, which is out now on Triple B Records. Uh, and uh, this song is called Kamikaze. <laughs> I'm not afraid to 
So that little band was a band called Snake Out. The song is Rot. Uh, it comes from their Holy Ghost EP, which is out now on Cold Fade Records. Uh, man, that song is catchy. First time I heard it, I was singing that line, I bloom, I bloom, I bloom until I rot, which is also just a great line. Uh, solid little EP, really cool bridge and outro on that song too. Uh, so you should go check it out. Again, uh, the EP is called The Holy Ghost EP uh, from Snake Out. This next band is a band called Sun Title, and uh, it had a couple of really solid splits that came out this past month or so. Uh, so we're going to start with a split from House and Home and the aforementioned Sun Title, which is out now on Open Your Ears Records. Uh, House and Home is a band that I've been familiar with since their last full length, but Sun Title is new to me. And from the two songs on the split, uh, I'm pretty sold. So this is Sun Title and the song At Your Feet. from Swiss Army Wife. Uh, <laughs> Raccoon Eyes is a song about a birthday party, a friend's birthday party. My partner and I attended about a year ago now, and it was kind of just a surreal experience. Uh, like, we walked in, and there was a person trying to serve us MDMA on a silver platter. Um, the theme of the party was slutty, so everyone's already in, like, fishnets and chokers, which was incredible. 
Um, and yeah, about like halfway through the night, everyone was either drunk or <laughs> on MDMA. So we wandered out to the backyard and the owner of the house had a compound bow and a target set up. So everyone started just <laughs> drunkenly, maybe not the best idea, drunkenly taking shots at this target with the bow. And as the evening is winding down, um, their backyard kind of dissolves into a forest area, not uncommon in the pack Northwest. Uh, but yeah, a family of raccoons wandered out of the forest into this person's backyard and just all stared at us. And there's just a bunch of like, drunk and high people uh, and a family of raccoons just having this stare off. And it felt like a weirdly surreal experience, but like big garden state energy. Um, but yeah, so I guess largely the song and a lot of the stuff I'm writing now is just about this person, uh, my partner, who puts me in these situations where I have these surreal experiences and how much I appreciate them and am in love with them. No, it's not maybe the most traditional <laughs> um, lyrical move in the genre we play in, but um, if being with them is the price of going creatively bankrupt, then I'm here for it.
again to Cade from Swiss Army Wife for uh, popping by to share an honestly bonkers story behind the song. If you missed that, that's Raccoon Eyes by Swiss Army Wife. And when I reached out uh, to the band for for a clip on that song, I don't think I knew what I was really getting into. It sounds like it should be the scene in some kind of movie. Um, I mentioned before, though, that the last song before that, or the last couple songs, I should say, were a couple of banger splits that were out this month. And that song comes off uh, Swiss Army Wife's split with Celebration Guns, as well as Avec Plaisir. I don't, I, it, I think it means with pleasure in French. Anyway, it's called The Ultimate Emo Album, and it's out now on Really Rad Records. Each band, uh, I believe, contributes two songs, uh, making for a six-song little EP there. Definitely fantastic. Definitely uh, worth your time to check that one out. So thanks again to Cade for sending that in. Um, this next band is a band called Raised on TV. And uh, the song is called The Wind and the Sea. And it's from their upcoming album, Make Time to Make Time, which will be out on Sell the Heart Records. I'm not 100% sure uh, what the release date for that record is yet. I think if you check their Instagram or something like that, it just says next year. And I don't know if they set that last year. So that means this year, 2024. If they set it this year and it means next year, 2025. I don't know. Maybe I could do some digging and, and really find that one out. But uh, listening to this song just really feels nice. And I wanted to include it uh, on this episode, even though normally, you know, I, I reserve songs for, for these episodes as uh, coming off of at least EPs or full lengths. So I suppose in this case, they've got three songs that are out on this little single. Uh, and it kind of gives me like early 2000s, like indie rock vibes, like maybe you would have heard it on an episode of The O.C. or something. Uh, but yeah, this is Raised on TV and the song The Wind and the Sea.
like it And I might just stay Cause I miss these days Your daughter Your neighbors I wish they knew my name Show me your garage Tore me through the yard Pushed dirt on your guitar Drop me at the bus stop and send me along The way you build me up makes me feel so small is Stay Inside and the song A Backyard off of their EP, My Fault. Uh, they may actually end up in next month's Discovered episode uh, as well, considering I know I, I literally just a moment ago played a song from Raised on TV whose album is still uh, forthcoming. Uh, that little EP that I, well, I thought was an EP turns out it's just a little bit of a taste for their full length Ferried Away, which is coming out uh, on February 28th. So there's a chance that they might end up in next month's episode. Uh, however, it depends, I guess, if I record it beforehand or not. We shall see. Anyways, that song is an absolute uh, fun little song. And uh, yeah, look forward to more from them coming out, which is I think is kind of exciting. Next band up, we got uh, a band called Something to Do. You know, they're from Milwaukee. And Milwaukee is home to the Brewers, a baseball team named for beer. Uh, it's also the birthplace of every 90s kid who saw Austin Powers' celebrity crush, Heather Graham. Uh, but most importantly, it's home to something to do. Uh, they released their record, Here Comes the Panic, back on January 5th. And I, I don't really know. I don't know what to say. Add to hell with it. I'm feeling horny. So here's a ska song. It's called Don't Be Honest. Hating, deceiving 
term of endearment, that's all. Apologize! No. Apologize! Alright, fine. I'm sorry. So, what do you want to do now? The way I see it, we can do whatever we want. called the speakeasy the song is devil in disguise it's from their self-titled album released on thousand islands records uh, their quebec band uh, now here's the thing i had a hard time picking a song to use 
because I kept bouncing around between different songs off of that record. Ultimately, I ended up on that one because of the line where he sings streets are filled with parasites. And having recently watched Venom uh, with my son, we kept quoting the parasite line from the end of the movie, which if you couldn't pick up on that was the movie clip I used between the last two songs. So there you go. That's that's why specifically I speak picked devil in disguise off of that record uh it's a great record top to bottom go check it out the next band they're uh, they're called twin mill and their instagram bio says 90 kids jamming flannel rock and that couldn't be more accurate because that's what it sounds like it sounds like you know kind of 90s kids with a little bit of you know, post-hardcore in there, some kind of grunge influence in there. It's really great. It's a lot of fun. It's a little four-song EP. It's called Different Skies. Uh, and they've actually got some links to some pretty sexy-looking cassettes on their Instagram page. I'm not going to lie. So, uh, yeah, this is the band Twin Mill with the song Blanket. <laughs>
song called be or not called the band is called be safe the song is called replaceable man i don't remember where i heard about this band i i believe it was you know kind of scouring on on a friday or whatever just different like new release uh you know pages articles what have you and maybe that one maybe i heard about it on idiotech or on brooklyn vegan something like that but in the recap They compared it to Pedro the Lion, which meant I had to check it out, and I'm glad I did. It's uh, it's a really solid record, and actually, uh, the record is called Unwell. It's a full length. It's out now on Count Your Lucky Stars. Um, both looks and sounds like it would fit in nicely with the mid to late '90s emo. Like when you go look at the the album artwork for this, you would think it just came from you know that time. It's fantastic. It's great. It's a, it's a nice, like, kind of mellower side of things. Obviously, that song sort of builds up. Uh, they got a couple that do that, but most of the songs are, are definitely a bit slower tempo, a little, little mellower maybe. I don't know if I just said the word slower tempo. Slower tempo. You know what I'm saying. So next up, we are uh, going to listen to a band called Scooped Up and their song Best Days, and it comes off of uh, their new record called The Runs. And after we hear this song, I'm going to be joined by Jimmy from Scooped Up. He plays guitar, he sings, he writes the songs, does all sorts of stuff. Uh, And we're going to be chatting a little bit about that album and all that kind of stuff. Uh, So that's coming up right after this, though. uh, Like I said, this is Scooped Up off of the album The Runs. This is the song Best Days. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, I mean, first and foremost, congratulations on the new record. It's It seems to me like it's been a little bit in the making, um, because when I was kind of like going back through watching music videos specifically, I kind of noticed that some of those videos have been out for, you know, over a year that are on this record. So, uh, I guess mm-hmm. before we, before we, before we get into it, how, um, as a band that's doing it yourself, the way that you guys are, because I want to talk about that a little bit more, but, uh, um, I guess what's the process in putting that record out? Because it, it took a little bit of time. Yeah. So, uh, in, in all, it pretty much took like four years or a little less than four years. Um, it was mostly, we started writing it right after our last EP that we released in 2019. And, um, we had a couple songs already written like at that point. And this is, uh, so for that year, like right before COVID, we were like, just trying to write as many songs as we can get done. But then right when COVID happened, that literally like killed the whole process. Cause like, uh, me like creatively, it's it just like, I couldn't write any good songs that weren't about lockdown in a way, you know what I mean? Or at least right. like the feelings I was feeling at that time. And we yeah. were trying to write more upbeat and happy type stuff, you know? So I'm not trying to, trying to write all these downer songs. So that really slowed everything down. But during that time I was recording the, the music video for reruns, which is where I was taking this TV and I was bringing it all over the place. And mm-hmm. that, that, that video took like a year to record cause I ended up just uh, getting all the seasons of the year and, and just cause of COVID I had nothing else to do. So I just spent my time making that video and it was something I could do alone. We didn't need people to be in it or whatever, you know? So like as far as videos we could do during that time, like that was like the, the best one to do. Cause I could just sit down and make it a big project. And uh, so we released reruns with half the the album like written, and uh, that's that's why that song is like probably two years old or I don't even know it's over two years old now I think since yeah. it's been out, um, and we were just slowly like just kind of rolling out. We were just trying to stay relevant in a way by releasing a couple singles every so often. Like once we got farther along to finishing the album, we would release another single and and what have you. And then finally, we got all of our stuff together and and really released back in back January fifth. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, that video for reruns, real quick, we can, because I think it's a it's an excellent way to kind of tie into um, the fact that you uh, when we were kind of briefly, you know, sort of messaging back and forth before setting this up, you had mentioned that, you know, kind of as far as like the visuals are concerned, whether it's music videos or, you know, like, uh, artwork design, all that kind of stuff, like that's all kind of in your hands. Um, when specifically with videos, when did you kind of like, was that just something you always had an interest in, in like directing stuff like that and shooting it and putting it all together? Or was it more of a, uh, someone's got to do it and this way we can do it for a hell of a lot cheaper than paying someone. Yeah, it's a little bit of both. But yeah, so to a little bit of my background before I even started making music. Mm-hmm. So um, my whole life, I was just an artist. And like, I would, I would paint, I would, I would do like graffiti art, and graphic design and stuff. And like, I went to school for graphic design, and photography. And I, I was, I've, I've always been into videography and, and making short films and, and stuff like that. Like, if you look me up on YouTube, just my personal, my mm-hmm. personal YouTube channel, not my scooped up channel. I just have a ton of short films and like comedy sketches that I've been doing since I was like a little kid and shit just on that. So that was something that was always a hobby I had. And it wasn't until I was 21 that I picked up the guitar and actually started writing music oh, crazy. and, and scooped up started like six months after that. Like yeah. our first release was, was six months after that. Yeah. But now fast forward, fast forward years and years and years. 
uh, we've we've come a long way. Like I just kind of just picked up guitar and just wanted to write songs that I could skate to, and that's where it all started. And it's gotten so much farther than I ever planned. Yeah. And since I had all these, I had you know I was I'm, I was an artist, I was a graphic designer, a videographer, and a photographer. I had all these skills that I could use to make the band look more professional than it ever was, just right straight from the get go. Like we've always had music videos, even with our our uh, first EP was just demos, and we had a video for every song. Right, that's awesome. <laughs> and like- and uh, Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I was no, gonna no. Say, <laughs> I was gonna say it's awesome though, like having that kind of skill set. And you mentioned, you know, like the, making the band look more professional than it ever, you know, kind of was because the videos, I like they're just, they're so much fun to watch, and I love that there are so many of them because I think what's fun about them is obviously, you know, stylistically the sound of your band. Uh, is a bit of a throwback to like the late '90s. I would say more like late '90s pop punk, um, and the mm-hmm. videos just like fit right in with that scene. Especially like whether it's uh, so "Best Days," the song you know we just heard, where it's the classic you know band playing in a moving vehicle sort of video, but you kind of put a spin on it, right? Like where you're driving the mm-hmm. quote unquote driving the van with the, with the, uh, the rope tied to the head, the head of your guitar or what have you. Right. Like, uh, yeah. Just, brick on the gas. Yeah, yeah. Just like great stuff. And, um, but it, it all has that like fun sort of like just a couple of friends doing whatever they want to do just out having fun. But with that, like, um, like you mentioned, like kind of looking more professional, maybe like just that, that extra little bit that makes it. So it doesn't just feel like, Oh, you know, these kids threw together some, you know, handy cam video that isn't, you know, didn't sync it up or anything. Like it all looks professional, but also clearly just dudes having fun. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. I mean, if you are, if you look back at our first videos, you can see the progression as, as you know, we've invested more into our band and to our, into the equipment that we use to make Mm -hmm. our videos. But we've always done it ourselves, so I'm always I direct every video, and I do du- director. I'm directing all the photography. Mm-hmm. If I'm not, if I'm in front of the camera, I have a friend of mine just holding the camera or yeah. pressing the button or whatever it is. But I, but I'm planning out every shot beforehand, and usually I'll make a script where I'll write out every two seconds of the video and what's going to be shown for those two seconds, just so I have an idea of what I need to shoot. Either that, or we'll overshoot everything. Like s- certain videos, depending on what it is. Like we did a video where it was just a party in my in my basement. And um, that we just shot as much shit as we can get. And then later on, we put it together and it worked out the way it is. But right. video videos like Best Days or like Dyslexic, those more more or less had a script. Or like the two new videos or the video that we just put out, Joyride, hmm. that, was shot on, that was shot on 16 millimeter film. So I needed more of a script for that to not, to, so that I wouldn't like waste any film because, right. yeah. you know, it's more money that way. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, you could see the progression just like, how much we've invested in ourselves and getting better cameras and better equipment. And I've just been getting better at editing and, and just better at everything in general, just because I get so much practice doing it for the band. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Were, were there specific, like whether it's, you know, movie directors or music videos or whatever that kind of <laughs> influenced you along the way um, to get into yeah. it in the first place or just like stylistically some things you picked up on? Definitely. I mean, so I was always a kid who just had like a, a like a video camera, and we would just make stupid skits with my friends and shit before before the internet, before YouTube was even a thing. Like I had fucking tapes of just stupid skits that we used to make, and then once YouTube came along, you know, we started making more videos and doing that whatever. But I've always been influenced by directors like you know like Quentin Tarantino <clears throat> or like Kevin Smith, 
like Kevin Smith big time because Clerks was super DIY yeah. and it became such like a cult classic and everything and just like the this the style of humor and everything and um yeah and I was also influenced by all of the music videos I grew up listening to grew up watching so I was like in the generation of watching Fuse and MTV and, and just staring at the TV and waiting for new songs to come on that I can go and like tell my mom to buy a CD for. And like, I would literally sit there religiously and watch Fuse and wait for like new songs or whatever and, and, and like get into stuff like that. So I'd be influenced by all these music videos I'd see on the TV. And, um, like, I don't know who all those directors are. I know like Spike Jones, I think is yeah, one that yeah. did a lot of dope directors. He's one that I'm really influenced by. He did like yeah. the California, by wax i don't know a lot of directors by name who d did music videos but music, i am influenced yeah. by all all the big music videos that we grew up seeing and shit and yeah. um and yeah you know i'm trying to bring back that vibe or cap like kind of uh, emulate that vibe in a way and bring it back in a sense you know the, the late 90s early 2000s pop punk skate punk sound and vibe you know because yeah. that's what i grew up listening to so yeah and that was my whole childhood fair and i you know i was kind of wondering if you'd say someone like uh kevin smith just in when you when you talked about you know if you're in a scene you just have a friend basically holding the camera i don't know if you can see over my head on my wall but i've got a i can't point i don't know there you go there's like a clerk's poster up there and stuff like that. that's probably pretty oh you're on your phone so it's very oh cool small. but yeah like no i um, see now there is there is that certain i think i think that's you know another I think that's a fair comparison. I know we're talking about music videos to movies at this point, but like with just friends having fun and making it look, you know, as best they can and professional, you know, there's, there's a whole lot of that with all of those Kevin Smith movies. Right. Especially like, you know, all the ones that tie, tie into Jay and Silent Bob and stuff like that. It's just a bunch of his friends having fun in front of the camera. So that's pretty rad. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Anybody that you see in our music videos are just yeah. friends of mine who are, yeah. who I have around at the time to help. And you'll see, like, we just posted a bunch of uh, behind-the-scenes footage of, like, all the videos mm -hmm. that we just did recently. And you'll see yeah. in the videos, it's just me and, like, two or three people that I have around that were hanging out and chilling and, you know, had the time to help me, you know? Yeah. I, I appreciate that in the sense that um, you guys just seem to, like, pump out all sorts of, you know, extra stuff, whether it's the music videos or the behind-the-scenes sort of things. Like, that's just kind of fun and, you know, and, and there's not really any sort of... Because I did watch the behind the scenes for for the album like the the recording and then also the behind the scenes for the shooting the uh the cover art or whatever like and obviously there's mm -hmm. no like real like narrative in those videos it's just kind of you know a compilation of clips but uh it is just kind of fun to get to see that sort of like another side of the band or just like you know peek around the corner a little bit of how this all kind of came together but that you guys just kind of sort of keep pushing that out i think is it's pretty great. It's got to only help, I would think, you know, add to the growth of your band. Like, um, you guys have been no, for sure. It. Yeah. Like crushing it, whether it's, you know, videos on YouTube or you look at, you know, like, um, following you on Instagram, just like how many people you've got that are coming along for the ride sort of thing. And, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, is there, is there, is it a grind at all in that sense? Or is it just, again, you enjoy doing every sort of aspect of it because you know, you just want to see how far you can take it just doing it yourself. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a little bit of both. It's definitely the past couple months have been a total grind for me. I've been putting like a hundred percent of my time into, you know, anything and everything, the band, like there's literally nothing. There's always something I could like come up with to do. Um, whether it be like just 
another video, which right now I'm giving myself the challenge to do a, a piece of funny content every day on social media, along with we've also been releasing live footage every day and behind the scenes footage every day. So there's all these layers to it, you know, like Instagram is where we're really popping and like where a lot of the stuff is really getting posted and, and shared and, and viewed. Um, YouTube is kind of where I just put a lot of extra stuff and all those behind the scenes videos literally are just videos I scraped up. I didn't even know we had half that stuff. And I just like right. asked, I asked a bunch of friends, like, do you got any videos? And I scraped it all together. And, and luckily we were able to put together like four or five cool little behind the scenes videos. Um, so that just adds to like the, the universe. And like you said, you know, it definitely grows the band in a way where like the fans who are interested enough to make that deep dive and look at our, our extra videos, you know, they get another piece of our personality and, and mm -hmm. kind of be become more familiar with the band more feels more uh, personal, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, it's, it's great. But yeah, yeah, it's definitely been a grind. Like, and, but it's, it's kind of, I'm kind of getting the hang of it and especially the daily videos thing. Like every day I'm waking up with no idea and I have to like rack my yeah. brain to come up with something. And, and it's, it's fun in that sense because none of these videos would have been made without that challenge of having to do one every day. You know, I wouldn't have came up with half these ideas, but they've all been going good. There was this one video uh, where I was like, day one of smoking a cigarette for every follower we have. And yeah. that video literally went viral as fuck. Like, <laughs> so and just because it's hilarious and absurd and, you know, uh, whether people went and listened to the music or not, it, you know, it got our name in front of a lot of people. Yeah. And the album has been doing very well. Ever since we dropped the album, we've literally been like just gaining so much momentum. That's awesome. That's good to hear. Um, there was I there was a video that I wanted to ask you about, uh, but I did not take down the name of the song, so I'm going to describe the video to you, and then I have a specific question. But uh, in the video, you guys are like playing in a room that is like spray painted floor <coughs> ceiling. Yeah, uh, uh, TV dinner. Okay, so I have to ask: one, could you name how many different like? little like band reference logos things are painted on the wall Two, Did you, did you do all that? And three, is that room still that same way or has it been painted over? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So yeah, that was back in 2019 with our uh, last EP high try sample. Yeah. Um, and that was a song called TV dinner. So we, we were sitting on those songs for a little while and we were trying to, you know, wanted to get everything together for that so that the release would be good. So I wanted to get a video made and get the artwork and everything ready. So part of that was like right on the same time while I'm trying to come up with a video idea, a friend of mine was like, yo, you want to paint my room? And I'm like, like at first I was like, no, I don't really, you know, I don't have the time for that. I got all this band shit I got to do. And he's like, no, come on, dude, wouldn't it look sick? Like you painted the whole thing and just did all your, your, you know, uh, artwork and shit in here. And I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. If you let me do a music video in here afterwards, like we'll take everything out yeah. and we'll shoot a video or whatever. Um, this, this occurred in this, in this house which is like it was like a punk house it was almost an it was pretty much an abandoned building that people lived in that had that wasn't abandoned like i don't know i don't know how else to put it like uh this older gentleman owned the house next door where he lived and then he owned another house like two houses right next to each other the house that was next door was just like this rundown old ass house that he just let a bunch of like uh 20 something year olds that had nowhere else to really go kind of like it was just a punk house and we used to yeah. throw shows there we used to skate in there it was sick um so yeah we so i painted that whole room it took like a month or whatever uh because i've been doing uh 
graffiti art since like 2009. So that was something that used to be like my main focus was like painting and getting my name out for that. And then I started making music and stuff shifted, focus shifted more towards that. But um, so that was a great way for me to, you know, uh, bring that talent into the the band in a way. And so I painted the whole room and filled it up with as much shit as I could, like as much band references, like you said. I don't know how many. There's a <laughs> lot. You'd have to you'd have to go and pause. You know, there's a lot of no effects and written and MXPX logos yeah. and what whatever what have you. Um, is that room still around that house? So that that house almost burned down like the whole upstairs of it caught on fire shit. and then they, they like repaired it and shit. And the, the gentleman who owned both the properties just recently passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, the house still exists. The room is still painted that way. Hmm. A friend of mine still lives there who lived there from back in the day too. Um, I'm not sure what's going to be happening with that. Actually, I think he just moved. So I'm not really sure what's happening with it. And I kind of yeah. want to, I should go and revisit that room before it's like, demolished or whatever and just like yeah. make I, I don't know what do an interview in there or something who knows it, but i mean it's it's definitely <clears throat> eye-catching for the video and it is one that i do i want to go back and re-watch again because for for that very reason is to go okay like what are all you know immediately i picked up i think because you literally wrote no effect or painted the word the name no effects kind of bold yeah letters. and then i think MXPX, I want to say it was the Poconacha Punk is what I picked yeah. up on and stuff like that. So it would be fun to go back and kind of rewatch and just see how many, you know, can be picked up on because it's pretty wild. And um, yeah, but so that that was off the previous EP though. Yeah, that was in yeah. 2019. Yeah. Um, and that was like the big song for that. And that was what yeah. kind of right when we started getting some real traction. Like the album before that, we released our first album in 2018, but that was just kind of we it was all diy and we recorded ourselves it's not really the best recordings or not really the best representation of the band and there's only two songs from that album that we still play but um yeah once the ep came out that was we were like okay this is you know where the direction of the band is going and and where we the kind of quality that we could put out you know Mm -hmm. and then since then we've even we've even upgraded with the with the the new album yeah man well before we get out i guess we could talk a little bit about uh joyride the uh, song that we're going to play in a minute and um it was one of the ones that you picked i should say i picked best days uh because not because of the video although the video is great but the song just immediately it was kind of one of those first ones that it sort of i guess like hooked me in in uh first and foremost the actually it's funny that we're, we're talking about kevin smith earlier because I can't remember the name of the song, but in Mall Rats, there's like an opening, one of the opening scenes where they're kind of first establishing shots in the mall. And mm-hmm. there's this song playing and it's just drums and bass are the intro. And so when I hear uh, this song, when I hear Best Days, like it, it kind of like takes me to that spot and I go, oh, oh man, this cool. feels like it would fit in so many of my different sort of like favorite movies from when I was in, you know, high school sort of thing. And uh, so that was great. And then when you like start singing on that song, it's kind of this like, I wanted to describe this might sound weird and don't don't take this as any sort of uh you know like slight or anything but it's almost like a like a slacker melody. I don't know how to the way you sing the song, the verses on that song especially. I'm like it's just mm-hmm. surprise how it just sort of feels like I can imagine you you know, just sort of like sitting back on your couch like you are right now. I don't know if you're on a couch, actually. but uh, <laughs> And then just, you know, like guitar sitting there and just sort of on a lazy Sunday afternoon or whatever, just kind of singing this song out, but only being like, <laughs> like there's something about it that just makes me feel like, 
man, that's kind of unique, pretty awesome. And then tying it all together, it just, it reminds me of, I guess, the best days of my life. When I think back on, you know, sitting on my couch with my buddies and watching Kevin Smith movies, it's weird how it all ties in. But so that was Hell the reason yeah. I, I picked that song. Um, because it, again, thank, it was thank the first you, one jumped in. Yeah, man. But I wanted to know why. So when, when I asked you uh, to kind of recommend a song or two, uh, Joyride was one that you brought up. So I guess I wanted to know maybe why that was one that you picked or is it because mainly because it's kind of the latest sort of video that's dropped and stuff like that? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, that's half of it. Joyride is one of the, my f- more favorite songs on the album. I'd say it's, mm-hmm. it's different in a sense because the, the lyrics and the melodies are kind of very rapid and kind of very in your face and just kind of different. And also this, that video was very, is almost very similar to best days in a sense. Mm-hmm. Cause it's following us around on a joyride. You yeah. know, this time we're in, we're in a classic car and not in, in the van or whatever, but uh, it, <laughs> it was also the same, almost as much of a logistic nightmare to shoot. Cause I'm, we're filming with one car and then my friends are in another car shooting with that, like with my camera out the window and we're trying yeah. to like line everything up and, it, it was it was a headache to do, but it was a lot of fun at the same time, and, and we pulled it off, which was a lot of fun too. Um, what I think about Best Days is that it's a good sum up of kind of the album and kind of the, Best Days was the vibe I was kind of chasing the whole time, especially during the pandemic. I was trying to write these fucking songs that are like that are upbeat and like make you feel good and make you feel like you want to drive down the highway with the windows all the way down and fucking like like it's on like a summer like afternoon or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and so during the during COVID, i couldn't really like grasp that feeling or like come up with anything that felt that way but then best days was the first song pre or post pandemic that we wrote and that like literally summed it all up like the, I, w- I was trying to write these feel good songs and literally it was just so like you know straightforward you know best days and yeah. um and i think it's a really simple but very melodic song and it's a perfect song to have the name of the lyrics, you know, like we usually don't name our songs after any right. lyrics of our songs, yeah. but that one just seemed like it needed to, because it like we almost could have named the album "Best Days" in a sense, like it could have been like that could have been the whole package or whatever. But, um, but yeah, that's so I'm glad you picked that song. It was very yeah. that that video was super hard to, to make, and it was I'm super stoked on how it came out and everything. And and yeah, it's definitely one of our better songs on the on the new album. Yeah, man, it's <clears> sick. Um, the video for Joyride, you mentioned it's basically just you going around for a Joyride. I got to say, uh, incredible toss when you throw the CD from the one car into the other. Like, that is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and I, for, I forgot to mention, yeah, we shot that whole video on 16-millimeter film. Yeah. So that was that was like a headache, too, or an extra headache, just because we don't know what we're getting until we get the film back. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that, that shot was a lot of fun because I, I had to map it out in my head of how I'm going to make this work. Yeah, you know, like throwing the the CD. So, <clears throat> so I would throw it out the window, and then I mounted it to the camera with just like a stick and then some tape and shit. Right. And then I I made the camera soar like it was like the yeah. CD or whatever. And then I had my friend hold the CD and just kind of like act like it was floating into the uh, the CD player. And then I edited his hand out right. uh, because I had I had the camera on a tripod and I had like a blank slate that I was able yeah. to edit it out with and everything. And um, so yeah, that. That shot came out way smoother than I thought or planned, yeah. and and I'm so stoked on that. So yeah. like I was able to pull off that effect. It's great. Well, man, 
Again, oh, I, I can't believe I failed to mention the record is called, I mean, we've said this, but The Runs, which works for me in two different ways because the artwork is obviously uh, baseball themed. Um, mm-hmm. And then it's also a poop joke. So that's incredible. Uh, <laughs> it works yeah. for me. Um, and uh, I, immediately I had a friend where I was like, he's a huge baseball fan and loves pop punk. And I was like, dude, this record is for you. And I just like said, it's got a baseball themed like title and artwork, but it also doubles as a poop joke. Their their record label that they've started is called Orifice Records. Like it's all about <laughs> you. This is fantastic. So um, yeah. we, were, dude, we were kind of geeking uh, out a little bit back and forth about it. Send me your your um your address and stuff later. I'll send you a CD and some some of the baseball cards. You can give your friend yeah, the man. baseball cards, and <laughs> yeah, he'll probably get a kick out of those. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, but yeah, anyway, I wanted to say thanks for taking the time to hang out and uh, and do this on such short notice. And uh, yeah, best of luck, yeah. man, going forward. I look forward to seeing what what happens next with you guys. Of course, man. Thanks for having me on. This was fun. <laughs> scooped up from their album The Runs. That one was called Joyride. Thanks again to uh, Jimmy for hanging out for a little bit, talking about the album, talking about making music videos, all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, Truly a band, you know, kind of doing it themselves. Uh, They just do it. They see a need, they see a way to promote their band, and and they do it. So, uh, yeah, shout out to them. Next up, we got a band called Slutter. I think I'm saying that right. It's spelled S-L-U-D-D-E-R. I'm going with Slutter. Uh, they're a melodic punk rock band from Italy. Uh, their EP that they released this month is called Sooner or Later. A couple of things about this EP. Um, I think uh, it's it. the artwork is fantastic. It catches your eye right away. I think it's pretty great. Also, I think the production on this record is just the right amount of raw. It really just helps everything feel alive, I think. Um, but yeah, the song is called Porcupine, and I'm pretty sure... 
that this song might be written about playing World of Warcraft or something along those lines and maybe just maybe playing it a little bit too much and it kind of taking over your life a little bit. I don't know. You can go look at the lyrics and decide for yourself. Regardless of that, when that chorus hits in this song and you watch out for it, it is damn catchy. I find it impossible not uh, to sing along. So as we get into this song, keep an ear out for that. Like I said, this is the band Slutter and the uh, song Porcupine.
promise you that was not intentional to actually have back-to-back bands from Italy uh, in the episode, but it's kind of sick how it worked out that way. I kind of just try to pair songs up with each other that I think will go kind of nicely into each other. Uh, That was a band called The Enthused and the song Running On My Own, and it's just a fun pop-punk record uh, that it comes off of called Better Late Than Never. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of throwbacks, I think, on that. Just I don't know. It's it's all around fun. It's kind of got a lot of, you know, like not so serious songs on there. And then maybe some songs that are a little more serious, whatever. Um, but yeah, all around pretty fun stuff. Uh, this next band is called Free Sergio, and uh, they're from Tel Aviv. And their record is called The Nail in the Coffee, which I think is a pretty uh, fun title, especially because when I first heard the title obviously it's a play on you know last nail in the coffin sort of thing and uh so i was thinking still nail as in you know nail a hammer and a nail but when you look at the artwork it's uh <laughs> kind of gross in a sense but it's a uh, you know it's a drawing or painting or whatever of uh, fingernails falling into the coffee maybe even toenails i don't know um but this record has a little bit of everything really uh, some pop punk some skate punk some melodic hardcore and even a hint of ska on uh, one or two songs here or there. Again, the band is called Free Sergio. The record is called The Nail in the Coffee. Uh, And this is the song Outcasts. Here to talk about our new record, Loathe, and the song Antisocial Media, which was inspired by some of the negativity that spawns from interactions using a lot of these social media apps. Found in the past few years that a lot of my personal relationships and things were a lot more valuable than just likes and algorithms online. You know, during COVID, especially kind of getting off of social media, uh, I was able to kind of reflect on some of the negative aspects of the world we live in, in which things are really rated on likes and uh, subscriptions and things like that. And I found that it had a negative uh, effect on not just my mental health, but those other people that have, you know, interacted on these platforms as well as, you know, what we really value is true relationships in this day and age. So I wanted to write a song to kind of highlight some of those things because I can't be the only one feeling that way. And, uh, you know, it's the world we live in now, for better or worse. 
Uh, I mean, we promote our music on social media, so I would be a hypocrite to say that it isn't, you know, useful in some way. But, you know, I think it's kind of our responsibility as, you know, artists to point out some of the things that are happening in our society that might be glossed over, but ultimately may not be the best thing for us. Uh, And, you know, time will tell whether or not things like Facebook and Instagram are actually beneficial to society, you know, over time. So I wanted to just kind of start the conversation on it, but we're really excited to put this record out and, you know, share it with everyone. Uh, It was a long time coming. So, you know, if you get a chance to check it out, we got it, uh, got it streaming on, on Spotify and Bandcamp and uh, we'd love for you to take a listen. Thanks. Thanks to Ian uh, for sharing some of the thoughts behind that song. That was Walk the Plank, an anti-social media. It's from their EP titled Loathe. Uh, That was probably the first record of the year, I think, that I got really excited about when listening to. Kind of came out of nowhere. Um, Not familiar with the band outside of that. I do see they've been around for a little bit. It had been a while, as uh, Ian mentioned in that clip there, since they had last released uh, a record. So 
cool. Good on them. It sounds great. And uh, the lead guitars on that song and a few other spots on the record are so sick. Definitely a different vibe, you know, kind of from the rest of the hardcore scene. Kind of giving me weird, like, spacey Nirvana vibes with some of those leads. I don't know. Kind of neat. But, uh, yeah, that's a that's a fun one. The EP, again, is called Loathe. That was Walk the Plank. Um, how about this? Let's get into something different that just kind of came, popped up to me, uh, you know, maybe one or two days before recording this episode. Um, it's the, the album is called Letter to Self. Now, the band is called Sprints. And I think the best way, uh, this song and the whole record really is an exercise in like building tension until the point of explosion. Uh, it's so good. And they describe themselves as angry music you can dance to. And you know what? Don't we all love some angry music we can dance to? Again, off of the record called Letter to Self. This is the band Sprints and the song Cathedral. I'm sorry to say. 
That's a band called Heavy Seas. It's the title track off of their album out now on Rad Girlfriend Records called Distortion Days. And a couple of things I really love about this band. One, I love how they remind me uh, so much of the early days of post-hardcore, you know, bands like Quicksand, maybe Jawbox come to mind, stuff like that. I also love that their albums, they've got two full lengths out right now, at least what are up on streaming services. I'm not sure if they have anything outside of that, but they're following like one simple aesthetic from one release to the next. Uh, in fact, um, when I first saw that this record was coming for a moment, I definitely went, oh, are we like just getting another, you know, like round of vinyl, another another issue of vinyl coming here? Like, what's the deal? And then I look closer, I go, oh, no, it's a whole new record. They're just keeping, you know, the artwork looking looking the same. I, th- I think it's kind of neat. I like it. Uh, there's also a lead guitar riff in that song. Maybe this it happened for you, too, but it definitely gives me Smashing Pumpkins vibes. Um, and that's all right by me. I don't know that I could pinpoint the song necessarily. Uh, maybe something off Siamese Dream. But uh, yeah, really, really digging that song. Now we are about to, um, well, we're about to get into something. In- I got, I got to, I got to do it to you. We're gonna get a little crazy for the next couple of songs. Uh, so do yourself a favor. Uh, this next band, um, well, I. <laughs> They're called Ziff, I think is how you say it. S-Y-F-F is how it's spelled. Uh, The song is called Broken Record. And I want to say, first and foremost, check out the video for this song. That's how I was introduced to the song. It's a pretty great video. Uh, Chaotic hardcore from Germany. Um, You also got to keep an eye out for the breakdown in this song. It's pretty rad, pretty different. Uh, But I I laughed a little bit when I said the name there a moment ago, and that's because I had to ask the band how to pronounce it. Because like I said, it's spelled S-Y-F-F. And uh, I couldn't help but laugh because this is, um, well, this is the audio file that was sent to me. Ziff. Ziff. Ziff? Uh, sorry about your eardrums. Uh, so here is the band Zuf and the song Broken Record. It's the opening track off of their EP, The World Is Yours.
band Unsufferable. The song is called Enemy of the State. I usually try to keep these episodes, as I mentioned earlier on, to songs from EPs or full lengths, uh, but I broke that rule earlier in the episode. So this 7-inch makes the cut. It's out on Iodine Recordings, and this might actually have one of the best, if not the best, album art of the year. Uh, It's striking. It's fantastic. And it's a band I'm going to keep my eye on. Uh, It's a little crazy, too. I felt those songs, you know, kind of fit pretty well together. Uh, But having said that, that's going to bring us to the end of this episode. And before we get into the closer, just wanted to remind you to go follow us on social media at Growing Punk Pod is where you'll find us on Twitter and Instagram, stuff like that. Uh, Tell your friends about the show. Of course, the playlist for this episode, every single song that you've heard on here uh, is linked in the show notes for Apple Music and Spotify. Uh, So if you just if if you heard something you love and you want to go, you know, find it, add it made it easy enough for you to just go hop on to uh, the show notes and grab your playlist from your preferred streaming service. Unless of course uh, you're, you're streaming on, you know, Amazon music or something or title or something. I don't know. I just have those two. So that's what you get. Uh, let's get into this uh, closing song. And as I was putting this episode together, I realized that I needed a closer. And when I looked at my list of songs, this one had to be it. You know, as I was kind of like adding songs and stuff through the month, this one wasn't originally the closer. But when it got time to finalizing, I was like, this has got to be it. Uh, It's their first album in six years. Um, So the band is Casey. And the album is called How to Disappear. And it's a record uh, that's got elements of post-hardcore, post-rock, stuff like that, that make for an incredibly full listen and a journey from start to finish. Uh, You know, you got beautiful, quiet parts backed up with loud and soaring heavy parts. And I think that this song also kind of serves as a reminder as we close out the episode to, you know, tell your friends you love them. Let them know that you're here for them. That kind of stuff. It's important. Uh, So, yeah. With that, I'm going to say goodbye. That's going to do it for me. So this song is going to play out. And uh, yeah, that's it. This is the band Casey off of the album How to Disappear. This song is called Those That I'm Survived By.